name is Seychelle Van Poole, and I am an empire builder. And uh, we are from Dallas, Texas, and uh, we have Van Poole Properties Group that uh, serves Dallas, Fort Worth, and Austin, Texas. I also happen to be a mom of a beautiful five-year-old girl and a wife to my husband, Nick. That's awesome. Hi, everyone. I am Sarah Reynolds, and I am an empire builder. I, I would love just to stop for one moment because uh, we have a huge celebration to do. Yeah, let's do it. What's that? So this is the first ever all-female panel of rainmakers with an, with, an, with an income of $144 million. Woo! So a combined income on the stage of $144 million, not volume, million. And like Seychelle said, we are the place for women, and we just broke a ceiling, guys. Yeah. We did it. Thank you, girl. So I'm Sarah Reynolds. I'm out of the D.C. metro market, also service uh, Richmond, Virginia, as well as West Virginia. And I'm also a proud uh, wife, as well as a mother of uh, three beautiful children, and I'm so, so honored to be here. Yeah. I am Wendy Papazan, and I am an empire builder. I run the Papazan Properties Group, which uh, our hub is in Austin, and we have locations in Dallas, Houston, and Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I'm also the co-founder of Amplify, which is our organization with these ladies, which is our organization that helps women uh, amplify their lives and businesses. My name's Mia Williams, and I am an empire builder. <laughs> I love saying that. I am from Seattle, Washington, and I have the VIA Group, a residential team there, and I am the proud director of growth for the Bang Kinney Companies. We, uh, we have eight market centers in Washington State that I run, and I'm involved in our ancillary services as well. And I'm also involved with Amplify. Yeah, so the, um, I, I wrote a course years ago called Empire Builders, and I, um, I heard what, what you four were doing, and we, we, we eventually, we were looking for a, a name for your podcast and your movement, and uh, it was actually Wendy's husband and Annie, uh, wonderful Annie in our marketing department, who said, why don't we just use Empire Building? And wow. we went, okay, you're Empire Builders, it is now your name. You know, I think as women, we really have multiple empires that we run. You have your business empire, right? And you have your work family, and you have your career that you're building and you're juggling everything to be a successful businesswoman. And we also have marriages that we want to have that are healthy. We have children that we want to raise, and we want to be unapologetic in having relationships with them. And, you know, we were talking backstage, like, I don't know any men who have to apologize for being successful businessmen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and... Like, I admire, we have so many amazing male leaders in this company, and I admire them, and I have looked up to you all for so long. And um, as a female, we have a little bit of a different societal pressure. Yeah. And it has been incredible to find a tribe of women in Keller Williams that want to be unapologetic about living a big life, right? We want to live in our body at the end of the day and have a great health. We want to have spirituality. We want to have wealth. We want to have a family. And it's really hard to juggle all of that. And we're really passionate about giving ourselves the permission to 
to be able to live the life that we want to live and to go after that. And we really appreciate you all for supporting us in that effort. It's our honor, by the way. I mean, Seychelle said that beautifully, and I, I totally agree with what she said. And really, the amazing leadership that's in our company that has this voice, I mean, all of us up here look up so much to Mo Anderson and the example that she set for female strong leadership. And I've learned so much from her and just your belief in her. And it's, it's been a lot in terms of our mindset and believing in our own greatness, but we support each other um, in, in building the empires at home and also building the empires in our business. It's about our podcast is about having a big business, having a full empire, but at the exact same time, having a big life, right? Lives worth living. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, the, and I say this with great affection, that when um, uh, I brought in a, uh, an individual, Alfie Osborne, into yeah. our company back in the, in the 80s, just starting, um, I didn't realize that I was actually bringing in my, my second mom, uh, yeah. right? Someone who, who actually helped raise me as a business person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. Incredible. And she's yeah. an amazing woman. Yeah, no, no, amazing business person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I think it can be lonely, actually. That's what it means to be an empire builder and when be I a woman. You see one last thing? The reason I brought that up was, as much as I loved the men that I brought in in the early days, she, she was raising me. Wow. She's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. She's amazing. Well, I think it can be lonely. And, uh, you know, several years ago... I was really seeking community. And I know you always say sometimes you're going to have to get on a plane to see your best friends. Yeah. And I thought I could find it in Austin, Texas. So I joined an organization. I paid $7,000 to join the organization. It's for people in Austin making more than a million dollars in their business. And I joined. And then of the 150 members, 11 of them were women. And I just didn't feel like it was my tribe, really. And so I started to look around to see who... I could meet, connect with, and um, and so for me, honestly, creating my own tribe, and like Sarah said, you know, if you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with, I mean, this network is, is so amazing. Yes, thank you. Yeah. yeah, and Gary, what it did for me, you know, my story is a little bit different in that it meant for me, I, mean, I gave birth to three beautiful kids in my 30s. It meant I didn't start any of this till 42. Yeah. That's what it meant for me. So it just meant that, you know, in a, in a young company and in a young world, I have a big birthday coming up next week that I can't even say the number of. And, and it just means that, that, that I started a little later because we have a different cycle. You know, we have different timing. Sarah Reynolds, you guys, 10.1 million in GCI last year, had a baby, took two months off. And, and the fact is, is that guys can choose to do that. Biologically, women, we, we do need to take time off, you know, when that happens. And so there are differences. And, and the other thing, Gary, is there's not differences. We still have the same business challenges. Yeah. And, and I don't ever want, you know, empire building to be just about women. Yeah. This is about empire building. What I think is different about what we're going to do and what we talk about is we are going to emphasize the bigger lives part. Big businesses, yes, and bigger lives. I'm getting on a plane tomorrow to go to the Maldives in Dubai. That's a big life, right? And so that's what this is all about. Yeah. So how do you do it? So just out of curiosity, how do you juggle all of that? You know, you've always used the phrase with us, counterbalance. And I think particularly with 
family and having a young child, right? Um, I started in Keller Williams, and you actually said something to me in our mastermind group when I was probably 25. And you said to me, we were sitting in the room, and I was talking about everything that I had on my plate at the time. And you looked at me and you said, we were talking about being overworked, overtired, right, and exhausted. And I, I was new into real estate. I was five years in, and we had had a lot of success. And I hadn't taken any time off. And I was, I was no kids at that point, newly married. We hadn't even taken a honeymoon. And you looked at me and you said, you know, say, um, the difference between you and me is no job is too small for you and no job is too big for me. And what you said after that was you said, and what I mean by that is if you don't plan where your time is going to go, then it's going to go on its own, right? It's going to go without you. And you taught us how to be really purposeful about how we spend our time. And I think that was the first thing that I really had to learn. When you say, how do you do it all, is you have to plan the time for the important things first. And I think that's even more so when you have a family. And I had to relearn that principle after our daughter was born because I found I could work a lot longer before our daughter was born. And then our daughter came here and and Wendy says it so beautifully, right? You only get 18 summers, right? And really, probably, you know, 15 if you're real, because once I hit 15, I mean, huh, you know. So, you know, you have 15 summers. Yeah. And you say it like that, it's not a lot. It's not a lot, right? It's a season. And so, you know, really being aware that this career is a journey and that we get to go on a journey, it's not a destination, and that we get to have 15 summers and that might be it well, then we're going to maximize that and that's going to be on my calendar and we're going to plan that. And if we don't do those things first and fit the business in, then that's all we're going to have that's is the, the business. Trick. You know, my first introduction to this, this challenge was I was in my 20s and my number one salesperson in, uh, in my office was, was a woman, yeah. which was a remarkable woman. And one day she came in and she just had an incredible real estate year. Right. She comes in and she shuts the door and she has a breakdown in front of me. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, I'm in my 20s, and this is terrifying. Uh, <laughs> I'm watching this. Because I didn't understand it. Oh, no. But here's, but here's what she said. You know, um, she said, she had, had this remarkable year, and she said, she said, but I'm in, I'm in trouble. And I said, why is that? She says, because um, the deal my family cut with me is they said, you can go ahead and have this career as long as we still get our three square meals, as long as you keep doing all the things that you were doing. That, that, that right to run the family. Right. If you do all those things, then you can go do this yes. thing on the side, but now you have to do both. And she was literally having a breakdown over no support. Yeah. And I, I remember leaving that meeting going, and this is the phrase, and that was, your environment has to support your goal. Yes. Yes. It has to yes. support yes. your goal. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. right. Sarah, so how do you do it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's an amazing book that has this triangle. I don't know if you've heard of it, uh, but one of the L's is leverage. Yeah. And early on, I realized, especially as I started having children, that I needed to become a master of attracting leaders and succeeding through others. And I, I tell my team all the time that all of them are amazingly talented individuals that could lead their own teams. We've just come together and know that we can accomplish more together. And what that allows me to do is have the leverage that I need to to be a, a business leader, right? But at the same time, uh, be home. And these, these women up here have supported that in me. I have not always been the best example of that, if I'm being very transparent. And these women up here have helped encourage me to make sure that my family is also the priority. 
So learning, learning leverage and ensuring that we're leaning into leverage. And then the other piece that's really important is, you know, I have learned so much from everyone, all the leaders, right? And so many male leaders. And one of the things that I did early on is I used to compare myself, you know, compare numbers and compare profit numbers and percentages and how much they're spending on staff. And to be honest, if, if they don't have the responsibilities as a lot of females do, they can get away with less overhead for leverage than a female can. And what I figured out early on is that after, after making the mistake of sort of comparing and things like that, um, and comparison is the thief of joy, guys, but after making that mistake, what I ended up doing was just like, okay, for Sarah to be able to live a big life in addition to the big business, what does that mean in terms of leverage? What does that mean in terms of salaries to ensure that I can live also the big life? And so I want to encourage those out there. And this applies to a lot of men. I know a lot of you in the audience that are men also have a lot of responsibilities at home and things like that. Make sure it's about having that life worth living. And if you're off about a couple percent in, in salaries to ensure your leverage, you're of still course. doing okay. Like you're still doing okay. So that's, that's one piece of how I've been able to do it. Thank you, Sarah. You know, Wendy, I remember when you first got in real estate, and one of the things that I loved um, about it was you came in on your terms. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You had a family, right? And I just remember you. Go ahead, but I, I'd love for you to well, tell that story. Well, I mean, I had the, I had the privilege and honor of having a husband who was mentored by one of the greatest champions of work-life balance. And so really for 10 years before I started my real estate business, Jay would come home and he would tell me things that you'd said during the day or come home from events like that. And, um, and so when I started, I didn't actually ever dream about having a big business. I was just telling some people on my last panel that my, my goal for my first year in the business was to make $15,000. Yeah, yeah. And, and not yeah. give up your, but not give up your life. And not give I mean, up my life, adamant, yeah. You were adamant that and so, that was the standard. And so it was really just, you know, one year after the other. And for me, leverage is very key, but mostly it was leverage at home uh, because, you know, I was a stay-at-home mom for five years. I had a three-year-old and a five-year-old when I started. My daughter was working part-time, or she wasn't, she wasn't working. She was, I was working part-time. <laughs> Probably. That's great. Day, it felt like. yeah, 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 yeah. She was in preschool, preschool part-time. And so my... My availability to actually my, to do the hours was very small. It was a yeah, few yeah, hours yeah. a day. And so my leverage actually came at home. So I got a housekeeper. I hired a bookkeeper to help us with our rental properties. I hired a nanny in the afternoon. I hired a personal assistant. And so that, that was some of my first leverage steps. So. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. Here's what I know about leverage. Your kids do not remember who made the dinner. They just remembered that you ate it with them. And so you can leverage personal things if you don't want to necessarily leverage business. What I want to share to add, because they've talked so well about leverage, is that I have worked hard to get buy-in from my family. And let's be honest, if you uh, are entering the workforce from being a stay-at-home mom, you are going to be gone more. So what I've uh, worked really hard, uh, my 16-year-old uh, son is the business-minded one of the group. And I brought him to Inman. I brought him to see me teach. I brought him to Keller Williams events. There's a clear tie-in when mom leaves and, and when they know what I'm doing, what I'm doing, and, and they see magazine articles, there's a clear distinction. They know what I'm doing. They know it's a family wealth-building goal. 
They, they understand it. And I, I just want to remind everybody in here to bring your kids into your family vision, just like we bring our teams and our companies into our company vision. Don't forget to bring it home and to, to be that leader at home. And I would just add your not only your kids, but also for sure your spouse. And your spouse. And, your yeah. spouse. and we do a great couples goal setting retreat that's facilitated by The One Thing. And that's been something that Jay and I have been practicing for over 15 years, yeah, a is time. taking a, a trip away, um, getting on the same page with what we want our family, our business, everything to look like. It's just the most important thing. I mean, we set goals for our business, but we don't always set goals with our yeah. family. Yeah, I, I think one of the biggest things that I learned uh, when you shared in Think Like a CEO podcast, and you shared that when people would come visit, if you were supposed to have lunch at your son's school, oh. you, they would have to come along with you. You weren't, you weren't going to sacrifice the lunch at your son's school, and then you knew what type of person they were based on how they reacted yeah. to doing that. Yeah. And I was just, I mean, that's, that's amazing. And I think that's a lot of what Via is saying, which is so powerful. And you've just been an awesome example of that to us on how to do that. I've always thought it would be great to get John up here on stage and have him right, share on. his <laughs> perspective on the cafeteria lunches. But you can also do that with your personal goals too, right? If you want to walk every day or get 10,000 steps or, or whatever, Ben does that sometimes. He's like, yeah, we can meet for an hour. We're going to walk. We're going to combine, yeah. you know, two of our activities, right? So, yeah. so if, uh, we'll start with you. So if, if you were going to give us in the audience advice, and not just about being a woman, but okay. just building a yep. big business, what, what would you say? For me, the... The biggest piece of building a big business comes down to three key components. When I evaluate where we're going to go or what we're going to do, it has to be the right opportunity, has to be the right time, and it has to be the right person. And if you don't have those three components and they aren't all working in sync with each other, it, it doesn't work. And we've, you know, we've built up our real estate business, and it's all about the right people, right? Because you have the lead generation engine, right? You can always go get more leads. But you can't go find more talent just off the street. Like it's, that takes time and that takes energy and that takes trust and commitment. And so it gets down to the right people on the right seat of the bus, right? And career visioning has really helped. I mean, that changed my life as far as how I viewed and look for talent. Um, and I think, you know, the second part of that is we, I've always looked at business very synergistically. And so, you know, when you look at our real estate business, then it was like very soon after that, we started our property management company. And then we started our insurance business. And then we bought rental properties. And it's always been, how can one piece, right, help feed an ecosystem? And I love that we're doing that as a company now because I think it makes so much sense. And our clients find so much value in that. But it's, it, it all comes down to right opportunity, you know, right person, right time. I agree 100%. Sarah? So, so one, my, my one piece of advice is to follow the Millionaire Real Estate Agent book. I built a $10.1 million business last year from following MREA. It 100% applies to today. All of the models applies to today. And it built to now well past net a million. And now I'm working on give a million. And it's really important just to follow the model, right? And it shows you it's the pathway to do it. So my one piece of advice about building an empire is to follow the model, learn it. If you haven't read it, if you've only read it once, you're in kindergarten, okay? If you've read it twice, you're in first grade, okay? If you, you should be reading it at least, when I first got into the business, I read it once a month. I, I led a book club in my market center. 
I dove in to make sure that I knew how to build a multi-million dollar company. And that's what you can do with the Millionaire Real Estate Agent book. So that's what my one piece of advice on building an empire. And buy copies for all your friends. Um, so I think for me, um, it's, it's really, you know, whoa, all the lights are up. Hi. Um, so for me, it's really about, like they say in the one thing, success is sequential, not simultaneous. And probably most of us in this room are doers. Uh, We move really fast. We want it all. We want it all right now. And that, at my core, is who I am. You know, I used to walk around saying variety is the spice of life. And so what a big business looks like, though, is A, it's not quitting, right? I think about you all the time. Here you are, you know, 40-some years into your career as a real estate agent. And I, I feel like switching it up all the time. And yet... It's really how you create success is is not quitting. It's just keep it's just keep right. keeping on. And you know, last year was one of the hardest years of my life, personally and professionally. And there was a point where I was sitting with Jay on the couch, and I just tears streaming down my face, and and really saying, you know, I don't I don't want a big life. Crying, I don't want a big life. I want a tiny life. I want a <laughs> tiny little life. Yes. And um, yes. We've all had those moments. Yeah. And uh, we left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this week. Yeah. And so the choice is either is either quit, yeah. right? Or you just get back in it. You go to work the next day and it's still painful. And you go to work the day after that and the day after that and the day after that. So it's like success is sequential. And you can't build a big business in, in two years. Yeah. You can. It just so, takes time. Yeah, that's exactly Just right. to build on what everyone says, you know, My DHB, so when I say DHB, it means deeply held belief. My DHB is is you need to choose what your process and activities are, and we choose that by following a model. We know what our top 20% is when we have a model and a framework, right? And we, we put the pressure, energy, and focus on the activities, and the outcome follows. You have to choose and decide what your leading indicator activities are and what's going to move the needle forward, and that's where the energy and focus and drive comes. I used to focus so much on the outcome that um, I steamrolled everybody around me, right? And so we we choose collectively together on what those activities are. And we know, because Gary told us, we know what the model is, Gary. We we know what to do. We know what our next step is. It's all there in writing. And that's what we put the pressure on. That's my big advice. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Gary. Yes, thank you. Thanks for listening to Empire Building. If you like what you heard, join our tribe by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform and help us spread the word by leaving a five-star rating and review. Until next time, wishing you a life worth living. And remember, you are an empire builder.